0: Friends, let us pray. Silence in us, O God, any voice but your own. And into that silence speak the truth and the power and the grace of your word for Christ's sake. Amen. Friends, our gospel lesson this morning comes from the 15th chapter of the gospel according to John the Evangelist, beginning at the first verse, and we will read to the 17th verse. So let us hear God's word. I'm the true vine and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask Him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, the word abide is one of those old-fashioned words we don't use so much anymore. We don't say, for instance, when we don't care for someone or something, that we can't abide them or abide that the definition there is something like accept or tolerate like i simply cannot abide this weather but there's another definition to abide even older more archaic to dwell to continue to endure to remain the writer of the biblical letter called first john and the writer of the Gospel of John itself, perhaps the same person, but certainly from the same school of thought, favors this word a great deal. Abide. But first, a detour. Beloved, First John says, Diana read it for us. Beloved, using another favorite term, beloved, let us love one another. Because love is from God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. No more iconic words in all the Bible, no clear invitation to love. Love as the one manifestation of what it looks like to follow Jesus. Love. The Greek word for this love is agape. Agape. There are, in fact, three different Greek words that appear to mean love in the New Testament. There's eros, romantic love. There's philia, brotherly love or sisterly love, familial love, neighborly love. But, but agape love gets to the heart of the matter. Giving love, sacrificial love. So that when First John invites us to love one another, it is that kind of love that's on the table It is that kind of love God has for us that God sent Jesus. And because God loves us so much, we are called to love one another. If we're seeking a relationship with God, that relationship will look like love. At every wedding I lead, I say these words. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. It's always right to say those in that gathering, but the mistake in remembering those words only at a wedding makes love only about romance or only about sentiment. It can be that, of course, and that's a good thing, but it goes deeper than that, does it not? That kind of love, love especially when it comes to faith. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. It's agape love throughout, giving love, sacrificing love, the love God has for us that we, in turn, should demonstrate to others, not just our friends, but strangers and even enemies. Now, it's easy to think that the opposite of this love is hate. But 1 John insists the opposite of this love is not hate, but fear. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Think for a moment what it would look like in our lives or in the life of our broken culture. To envision love casting out fear. Love casting out the fear of the other. Love casting out the fear of the unknown. I don't know if it was love that drove the meeting this week between South and North Korea. But I do know and believe in my heart that love looks like a reduction in the prospect of nuclear war. What would love casting out fear look like as we thought about education or race or poverty? What are we afraid of that is so powerful? And what would casting that out look like? Well, that's the end of the love detour. I began with abide, to abide we shall return. Although I did have an image of all of us in Wegmans this afternoon wearing a t-shirt I'm trying to love. We return to abide. Both in 1 John and in the Gospel of John, there is a kind of organic relationship between the kind of love we are talking about and the God who shows us in Jesus what that love looks like. So that when we connect with that God, that love, and dwell in it, reside in it, return to it, time after time after time, when we abide in it. We will be able to love with that strong and bold and perfect love that casts out all fear, whether in our own lives or in the life of the world. Abide in God, abide in love, abide in love, abide in God inextricably linked. And in case those earliest followers Our 21st century followers, for that matter, need help understanding what that looks like, and of course we do, then Jesus helps us. If you're a red-letter Bible person, this is a red-letter portion of John's Gospel, Jesus speaking extensively, developing a metaphor that would have been familiar to his audiences, his listeners. Even I understand this image. We abide in God's love through Jesus and are strengthened in that love as we abide in God, vine and branches, branches and vine. Several weeks ago, in that massive windstorm we all experienced, an enormous tree, some 50 or 60 feet tall at least, came down just a few houses down the street from us. No one or nothing was damaged, as far as I can tell. Still, it was impressive and scary. Now, I know this was a tree and not a vine. I know that much, but here's the point. Unlike many trees that were damaged in those strong winds, branches breaking off with enormously loud cracks or, or limbs splitting at the base, this tree was, tree was uprooted entirely. Its root system was so shallow that it simply appeared to tip over in the wind, roots and all. And there it was. Now, of course, had the root system been deeper, perhaps a different kind of damage would have happened. And of course, as Jesus tells us, it's healthy for some branches to be removed, pruning it's called, so that the plant may give more fruit, blossom more abundantly. Jesus understands that, we know that, but... But whether roots and branches or vine and branches, the point is the same. And it all comes back to love. I am the true vine, Jesus says. Abide in me as I abide in you. That word again, abide, that invitation made even more real. Because it takes human form. I am the vine. You are the branches. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. And then this. This is my commandment. That you love one another as I have loved you. Here it is again. Agape love. Self-giving. Sacrificing love. We saw it demonstrated again in the Parkland shootings where teachers and coaches put themselves in harm's way to protect their students, and we hope, or at least I hope, that I would behave in such a way as the moment presents itself. But if this love is the kind of love that casts out fear, it's not about a one-off moment, a moment which may never come. It is about approaching life, our lives, the life of the world, from that place of love, if we abide in that love, if we take seriously our calling to be branches of this vine, not the vine of fear, not the vine of self-interest, not the vine of cynicism, but this vine of love, if we attach our branches to this vine of love, then our lives will look different, feel different. They will be different in all things not by our beliefs, not by our institutions will we be known, but by our love, love that can only be as strong as it is connected to the very source of love. I continue to think a great deal, almost to the point of being haunted in a way by the the life and the words of Martin Luther King Jr., now 50 years after his assassination. In August of 1967, King offered a speech. Some of you might remember that era, the Vietnam War was progressing. Tensions between King's nonviolent movement and black power movement were progressing. His focus on poverty was intensifying. The speech is now known as the Where Do We Go From Here speech. And in it, King said this, I have decided to stick with love. For I know that love is ultimately the only answer to humankind's problems. And I'm going to talk about it everywhere I go. I know it isn't popular to talk about it in some circles today. And I'm not talking about emotions when I talk about love. I'm talking about a strong, demanding love. I've seen too much hate. I've seen too much hate on the faces of sheriffs in the South. I've seen hate on the faces of too many Klansmen. And every time I see it, I know that it does something to their faces and their personalities. And I say to myself, hate is too great a burden to bear. I have decided to love. That love, of course, ended in his death. But it is the love that he demonstrated in his life that also matters, love for those who were oppressed by race or by class, love for a nation enough to call out its deepest flaws, a strong, demanding love. I do not know the extent that King understood his work to be strengthened because he was abiding in God's love, but he was a Baptist preacher after all. I do know that the fruits of his work, the fruits of his witness, were love. And I cannot believe it accidental that those fruits were born from faith in Jesus. And I also know that though it might take different forms, that God's commandment to king is no different than God's commandment to us. Through the voice of Jesus, love one another. Love one another. In all the places where love is needed, in all the forms this love takes, love one another. And as difficult as it may be, It will only be strengthened as we remember its source, that true vine, and our invitation to abide in it. Amen.